Adam LaFondra places it into that bottom corner and the Cove celebrates. Hello, Sky Blue fans. Uh, we're back again for another edition of Sky Blue Stories, albeit a very depressing, uh, very devastating one at that with <laughs> what's occurred over the weekend, especially in the, in the women's sphere. Um, Jonathan's on hiatus. He's got a work commitment tonight, not the calf, and it's not playing up. But rest assured, I have the expert opinions of uh, Northwest Sydney spirit koalas. Yeah, um, yeah. It's, all, no- it's, a, it's hybrid now. It's all, we're all together. Kumbaya. Yeah. That's it. Uh, number one coach in, in Julian Bombach. How you doing, Jules? Oh, look, I, you know, football-wise, I'm a little bit. Uh, I don't know. It's, I'm 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 hovering between upset and sort of just bemused at this point. So I, I don't know. Yeah, if you're a sky blue um, fan who's grown up in Australia but with Italian heritage, the last week or so has been absolutely fucking terrible for you. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, there'd be a few of those out there too as well. So my yeah. heart goes out to you to, to be yeah. honest. But um, all those Macedonian viewers, uh, listeners, good on you. Well done yeah. <laughs> on beating them. Um, look, let's, let's smash this out, Jules. Let's get into it. I don't want to dwell too much on these games. It's it's yeah. it's, it's pretty devastating what's happened uh, over the weekend. But at least the young fellas, the MPL boys, are, are still kicking on and, and, and taking points. Uh, currently, well, currently undefeated. Undefeated. Um, but we'll get, we'll get more into their game as we go. Look, one thing I wanted to bring up on Around the Grounds, Mr., is uh, Jaden Kaczarski. Now, I've been singing his praises yeah. since almost the conception or inception of, of our pod. Um, he, he's, he's a young fella, but he is fucking amazing. Um, he's currently leading the Golden Boot charts in the MPL season. Um, he's just... A, a little 19-year-old dynamo. Um, I was going to ask how old he is. 19 years old and just already dominating a very competitive Absolutely. Uh, for the last couple of years before um, Jake Holman jumped over to the Southwest Bulls, it was the Jaden Kaczarski-Jake uh, Holman show uh, week in, week out, for most weeks anyway, with the MPL boys. Um, 19 years old, Jude. The Jude, Jules, sorry, not Jude, not JD. Sorry, my bad. <laughs> oh, mate, <laughs> not from Freudian, uh... Freudian slip there. <laughs> judging judging um, on what yeah. a certain 17-year-old did to us last uh, Friday night, he's obviously mm. old enough to be able to play senior football. If you're, if you're good enough, you're old enough. I think, mm. what was it? I think it was Sir Bobby Charlton, maybe, maybe that famous quote. Um, yeah. But look, it's... I would, I would potentially be looking at him, you know, especially with how we've gone, just with the goal scoring department, a little bit inconsistent um, at times. I think that's been, you know, fairly modest and kind about it. Um, I wouldn't mind seeing uh, Kajaski on the bench. Like, why not? Uh, but at the same time, we're sort of struggling to see a wood on the bench. Yeah. And 
I mean, he did very well on the weekend. So yeah, yeah. Got, got a double. So we would <laughs> hear him crying. Not a little bit foul of Jaden not maybe getting some cameo appearances off the bench, especially in this back half of the season. This last what third or so. Yeah. Um, but where's where's Paddy Wood? Gets a double on the weekend, and yeah. he's and he got set up. Segegic a couple of weeks out of the other week for the Wollongong game. And yeah. so maybe just maybe we might see him this weekend, but he's definitely, Jaden Kaczarski is definitely one to watch. I just hope, and I don't want to get negative because that's not not within me, but I just don't <laughs> hope he, you know, at 19 starts to look around for opportunities. And like yeah. we saw with Atilio, like we saw yeah. with, um, with Jay Coleman, start to look elsewhere. Um, yeah. We, we, we sort of have – I used to say it to my old man um, that I'd call it almost like Sydney syndrome. So we have a player and then they're not too great for us or they might be, you know, like not great, not too bad, but then they go somewhere else and they just blow up and they're fantastic. And we have had that, like, happen to us quite a few, quite a few times across the years. So I could see it happening with, like, yeah, well, I mean, it, it could definitely happen with a Kajasma. Maybe even, I dare I say it, I don't want to, but Patrick would if we don't play him enough, potentially. Yeah. So, yeah. He's definitely good enough to, to play on an A-league level, whether it be starting each week, but, but at least coming off the bench. Yeah, definitely. Um, but anyway, something else to, to sink our teeth into. We've got eight games left in this season. Mm. A bit of a jam-packed schedule with one, two... Three midweek, four, sorry, um, midweek games to come. So COVID and all the other drama that we've had with this season, trying to get it finished up. Not to um, mention the Asian Champions League. Yeah. Chucked in there. I don't know as well. So look, keep, 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 I, I just, I'm not going to go through all eight of them, everybody listening and, and Kev, but, you know, we, we've got, Wednesday night, Saturday night, Wednesday, Saturday, Tuesday, Saturday, Tuesday. So it's a jam-packed schedule. Um, it might test our depth a bit, um, but I hope, you know, you, you know your cruciate ligaments better than I do, Jules. Um, yeah. You reckon we might be able to see uh, one and only Elvis Cam Sober before the end of the season, before the 10th of May? Oh, um. He did MCL, right? Like, yeah, yeah. Six, six to eight. Look, he might come in at the back end. Um, when's Asian Champions League? Is that supposed to be? I can't remember when that is off mm. the top of my head. Um, I doubt he'll be used for that, right? So he might actually be uh, not only a viable option, but a, a necessary option just with the depth of the squad and, and that sort of thing. So, um, yeah, maybe the last two games, possibly. Mm. He, he might be able to stretch it out a little bit. And, you know, you've got a long off-season, so you do have that time to, I guess, nurse it back to full health and recover. So even if he's at, you know, 85 90%, you know, maybe they say, oh, look, we'll chuck him on for 30 minutes or something like that. Give him a bit of match fitness ahead of um, yeah. NPL or something like that. So yeah. I do hope we see him again. Um, yeah. Whether he would change our fortunes at the moment, look, Probably, maybe. He certainly would have made an impact. But um, anyway, some other news, though, and, and this was totally unbeknownst to me. I had no idea she was from across the ditch. But um, Ali Green is a Kiwi. 
Yes. And, um, I, we had said, you and I, and Jono, in previous pods, that she must be the next cab off the rank in terms of left backs um, behind a Steph Catley or something to that effect. So maybe she saw maybe another person to go ahead of her. Maybe her Kiwi heritage and allegiances was just pulling on her, tugging at her too much. Um, but, uh, of course, you know, what do we have next year, Jules? Yep, well, Women's World Cups. So. And, and obviously they've automatically qualified being one of our hosts. So I, I don't blame her. She wants to be at a World Cup. Yeah, and she'll start. She'll surely, you know, be very close to starting for the Ferns. So, um, yeah, it's disappointing because I definitely saw her as a potential you know, future Matilda and that sort of thing and, and not even that far into the future as we've discussed many a time on the pod that she's, she's you know, the finished product fairly much now. So, yeah, it's it's disappointing. But you like you said, Sean, you can't blame her. She obviously wants regular international football and she knows that she's probably going to get more of a guarantee with that, with the Ferns. Um, and that's no disrespect to their quality of their side, yeah. but it's just different different gravy to, to the Matildas. That's Absolutely. all. Yeah, so look, congratulations to Ali. She'll be going off to a World Cup, no doubt. But speaking of donning your, your team's national colours, we'll quickly mention, uh, and I'll get to the other extra news about Remy too, but Remy and Courtney are back in the Matilda side to play the Kiwis mm. um, very soon. And, of course, Paige and Paige Satchel and, and, of course, Ali will be there too. So it'll be, it'll be exciting to see if, Potentially, we could have all four of them on the park at the same time and, yeah. you know, see Courtney belting down the right wing to have an Ali Green come and just, you know, clean her up or something <laughs> like that, and, you know. As long as, as, long as, as long as neither of them enter each other, I'm, I'm happy. But, That's you know, it might, not, it might not be, who knows, like I think Courtney, the way she's played this season, you know, surely there's someone looking at her overseas. I don't want her to go. I really, mm. really don't want her to go. But for the betterment of career, we've talked to her obviously earlier on the pod, it's something that she wants to do. Um, I think she's ready for it. She's just so dynamic. Um, and I really hope she gets a good amount of game time um, against the, you know, the Ferns in, in this upcoming fixture. So, yeah, yeah, it will be good. Well, speaking of that and going overseas, of course, if you've been living under a rock and you're a Sky Blues fan, um, Remy is off to Sweden. Mm. Um, what's the name of the club she's playing for? Sean? AIK. 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 Yeah. I'll take your name word for that. Um, AIK. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, no surprise. Some banging football kits. They've got some Do banging they? football. Yeah. Yeah. Very right. nice. Um, so she's off to Sweden. No surprise. She's made it in Matilda's debut. She's been one of the best strikers, best forwards in the W League or A League women's for the last few seasons, even before she had a little stint overseas to the States. Um, it's bittersweet. And, and in and listening to Ante in the post-match um, wash-up of, of last weekend's grand final, he alluded to the fact that it might be a little bit tough to keep this contingent of girls together because... I won't be surprised if, if others head overseas. So from that current group, Jules, who do you reckon other than Remy will find themselves potentially? Who could you see them overseas? Uh, I genuinely think obviously Courtney Vine could play overseas right now. I think Jada Wyman is, mm. has been 
an absolute revelation. Like she was ridiculous this year. And even in the final, she was, you know, obviously we copped two goals, but she pulled off some absolute world-class mm. saves. So I really think that she's, you know, she would be almost, she'd be ready um, for that. Uh, you know, apart, there's probably other players in there that could be played at, at an international, you know, club, but they're the ones that stick out for me. I'd, I'd add, um, and I'd there's add, a couple of younger players that, yeah. I'd add Rachel Lowe, Mackenzie to that mix as well. Um, yeah, yeah, I could see that. Potentially in that Tobin, but I'd say that I think just family yeah. setup wise and work wise that her home's in Australia. So, but no look, chance. She's she's playing for me at Spirit. No chance. <laughs> Is that, is that guaranteed? You've got her the, the can of Fanta and some killer pythons for after the game. Bag of frogs and saucy sizzle. Awesome. I had to, well, I had to, up, I had to upgrade to the um, from you know to some hot food this season. She had a really good A-League women's. So there were some other offers on the table like uh, Giro from, from Olympic. So we had to beat out Ante for that. Well, there's every chance and like good luck to Remy overseas. We'll be keeping in touch and watching her very closely as she heads over to Sweden. Um, bittersweet. Uh, Ante did say also if, if the women's, if our A-League women's competition was longer and was fully professional and paid up accordingly, more than likely these girls would be, you know, less likely to head overseas. There'd be more incentive to stay and, and, and all that. But yeah. Um, that, that will be the and it also Ante also alluded that up until like two or three months ago even he was considering not coaching the girls next year wow does and he know I, something we don't know no 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 it was and then of course <laughs> the, the reporters kind of asked her like, like what's going on and, and he said basically he's just got he's just like he's up at five like and then gets home at nine so he's head of football at Matrafield Sports High with the Sydney FC Academy program there. He's the Sydney Olympic men's full-time, you know, head coach. And I think he's also the technical director at Olympic as well. So, and then he's been coaching an, a, a w, A-League women's side for the last yeah. four or five, you know, four odd months the competition's been going. The so, man needs a break. Yeah, so I, mean, I just think he was, something had, something might have, but then he said, you know, but then how the last two, three months go that so, it's still a very strong possibility that he would um, continue on next year. But anyway, look, last little bit of thing before we get into some reviews and previews is that a lot of these names that we just mentioned with potential Matildas call-up, potentially heading overseas to a European club, um, have, uh, many of those names have found themselves in the PFA women's or A-League women's team of the year. And um, massive congratulations. Like, look, look, mm. It's just nice to get a little bit of recognition for your their hard work, their consistency, their performance over the year. Definitely. Uh, I, I don't disagree with any of that. There's nobody of the other girls in the Sydney FC side who didn't get pegged to, I think, were unlucky. So obviously you've got Courtney and she's got the C next to her name. Interesting. Ooh, uh, but that's... Courtney there, uh, along with Fiona Wurtz, Wurtz from Adelaide and Holly McNamara, goes without saying those two. Alex Chidiak, well, she had a very good second half or better second half season. Rihanna Policina as well with McKenzie in the middle and then three of the four in the back line. Oh, sorry, well, sorry, I should say three out of the five in the back line, including the goalkeeper. You've got Natalie, Ali and, and Jada as well 
with yeah. Rachel Lowe and Taylor, who I thought personally Taylor was probably our best on field or she was bossing it in the midfield on, on Sunday. Yeah. But it's a very – there's one, two, three, four, five. Five of the starting 11 are sky blue. Mm. And then you've got two on the bench. So uh, there's nobody fitting. else. Very fitting. And there's nobody else I would necessarily say they were unlucky to miss out. Maybe – no, no, Rachel's made the bench. I'm content with that. Um, yeah. Not even, actually, maybe Remy to a small degree, but she probably. <sighs> she wasn't as prolific. No. Maybe, yeah. Still worked hard. Same with Princess. I, I just think the last two seasons, um, Courtney's just overshadowed them. Yeah. She's, yeah, I agree. I agree. And it's just, it's hard because the, I think they mentioned it on the, on the commentary um, over the weekend for the women's game that there was so many, uh, like a diverse list of goal scorers for, for us this year. Um, mm-hmm. It just really spread the love around, which is, you know, probably, a, uh, I think, a large part of our success. We don't have to – there's so many different targets that the opposition has to obviously worry about. It's not just one, you know, a Remy up front where they can just mark her out of game and then mm-hmm. we're nullified. So, um yeah, look, I think that's it's it's fitting, obviously, that the season that we had, that it's rewarded a small reward, like you said, um, but the recognition is just nice, uh, I'm sure, for a player. Yeah. Well, let's get on to the men's game. Um, our, our back-to-back streak um, was absolutely... Taken three, 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 three games streak. Three games streak. Three games. Sorry, I forgot the the might of the Philippines. Ko, uh, two nil loss to a very, very depleted Newcastle Jets team, um, who what had to somewhat like scramble to get players from the NPL and <laughs> um, a seventeen year old striker, uh, a goalkeeper back from injury. Uh, you know, several youngsters, not uh, not even some of their assistant coaches. Um, there was press and communication coming from Jets to say, like, there's a chance that this game could be called off. And I, I dare say they they asked for it too, asked if there was possible postponement, but it happened, but then it would end up in a no result. So yeah. how do you explain what happened, Jules? Like, is it the old an old notion of when they heard that several players, you know, have you ever rocked up on a, on a, on a weekend games, Jewel, and you look over to the team and you go, oh, they've only got 10 today. They've got no yeah. subs. Yeah. Oh, floodgates. Do you reckon it was something like that? Maybe a little bit. I mean, you'd hope not from a professional, but I think there'd be a natural sort of tendency to know that they're depleted and maybe that sort of just crept into the subconscious to players. Even from the first whistle, the intensity just seemed a bit off, a bit sluggish, a bit slow. I'm not too sure why, um, because our lineup was quite strong. So, yeah, with um, all things with all things considered, with Reddit yeah. Grant, uh, but Tommy Hewitt Bell yeah. in in between the sticks, totally fine. I don't think we skip a beat. Some might even argue that we that he's actually performing better at the moment than Red is. Mm. Yeah, I looked at the lineup. I went. Okay, we've got a couple of names out. You know, obviously Elvis is still not there. Uh, but, hey, I was like, this is still a good solid team, at least on paper. We should be able to walk away with three points here. And from the first few minutes of the game, 
you know, Tommy had to a lovely little chip over the over our back line for Tommy then to flick the ball over the crossbar. Like even just that moment, I was just like, okay, Jets are going to play here. Like they've come to play. They're not just going to, if they had lost the game, everyone would have gone, oh yeah, fair enough. Under the circumstances, yeah, it makes sense. But they came to play. Mm. You know, they did. I, I do like my stats and, you know, it took like about, 40 odd minutes for us to register a shot on target. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I did. Um, I did. I think it got mentioned that we hadn't had a shot on target in the first half an hour or so. Um, yeah, it's, it's just, oh, I don't know. It's so hard to not be, I guess, negative or critical of performance like that because it's just, it's, kind of frustrating because it's sort of been the story of our season. We think, oh, okay, this is the, you know, the, the corner that's being turned here. Um, and then we just, again, just capitulate almost. Um, and like, oh, I, look, I get it. We may have kept, you know, decent possession and been, you know, this and that. But at the same time, like if we have possession and we do absolutely, you know, fuck all with it, then kind of who cares? Mm. Um, it's, 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 yeah, it's just getting to a point now where I think, you know, we've said it before about the whole, um, you know, all right, well, this is, you know, this week is season defining or, you know, this week is season defining or, you know, the next game is, if we win that, then we, you know, we can go on with it. I really believe that this week, tomorrow and Saturday night, is absolutely 100% season-defining. If we win both the games, especially with the team where they're placed um, and other games um, around us with people taking points off each other, then, yeah, we might creep into the six. If we you know, were to do the unthinkable and, and lose both games or only get a point out of two mm. or two points out of two, then I think we're, it's season it's season done. We're dead. Yeah. I've seen a few on, on Twitter in the last, well, even just the past weekend and said, okay, that's our season done. Mm. And I'm like, yeah, I, I, but I really do think I'm, I, I agree with you hundred percent Jules that <laughs> this, this week, this week's game is Wednesday and, and Saturday. If we don't take at least four points mm. and get a, a draw and a win at least four points, um, there's no chance for us to make the top. Yeah, I'll concede that as well. Yeah, because yeah. you look at our last remaining games, like the it's it's a really it's a tough run home in terms of midweek weekend midweek weekend games. Well, what's even harder about it is is that most of the teams we're versing are above us on the table. Yeah, so, like without sounding arrogant, like we don't have what we thought would have been like a, a somewhat of a three points in the bag kind of game. Mm. You know, so we've got City, we've got Adelaide, we've got Victory, three teams above us. Um, we've got Central Coast, like that game away, mm. depending on how this week's results go, that could be really interesting because they're nipping at our heels and they're three points, uh, three games behind us. Yeah. Um, and then Brisbane at the end, of, I think the season will well and truly, we won't be waiting to the last weekend to, or last game to find out what happens with us. So, I'm not at a point where I'm like, just throw the kids on, you know, throw mm. on Kachowski, throw on Sagigic, throw on a little Jakey Holman, a uh, Corey Holman, I should say, mm. uh, and Sapsford and the like. Um, I still believe there's mathematically with the games left, there's still an opportunity for us to 
sneak into the six. I don't think the five teams above us will change. They might change in the order, but there'll mm. be there'll be a battle for six between us, Wellington, Central Coast. Yeah, so uh, let's let's not dwell too much. It was a shit game. We played shit. Mm. Cheap turnover. No mongrel. No intensity. Uh, we got embarrassed by and and all and hats off to the Jets, man. Like yeah, yeah. Like like you said, if they're old enough or good enough, they're old enough. So little uh, what's his name? Um, you've got the two goals for them. Little Archie Goodwin. Mm. Um, I don't know. I wonder if he, his father is um, Craig, but uh, <laughs> the way Craig Craig looks, it probably life. could be. Um, but look, I don't know how I don't know how comfortable I feel giving out any SFC votes. I'll give the six points to anybody who travelled to watch that shit. <laughs> six points to Jono. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> three points to Jono and three points to his little one. To Zachariah. Yeah, yeah a little Zachariah. Yeah, yeah. There we go. There we go. <laughs> Let's see if I can get on the points table for that. <laughs> yeah. They're probably, they're, they're probably beating Retro at the moment, so it's all good. <laughs> uh, he still gets a start. Um, <laughs> I do like that, that meme, the guy who somewhat chained himself to the post the other week in the APL game. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, um, yeah. on some better news, uh, the MPL boys are, okay, going from strength to strength. I'm going to say that because they're undefeated, mm. two wins, two draws. Um, they played mainly United, who's been yeah, not too bad of late, um, mm. at home at Rockdale. Uh, they're up 2-0. But mm. uh, to mm. then concede... Um, Paddy Wood getting the double, but, but then to concede a two week in, two weeks in a row, uh, added on time, yeah, goal to to then only walk away with one point. Sure, I must say probably watching the game, probably fair result. Don't mm. like how it came about, but um, their backs were against the wall a little bit. The the young fellas in the first 15, 20 minutes of that game, but there was a certain Pat Wood. He scored the two goals. Mm. And we're struggling to, and have been for some time this season, to score goals. Give the man a run. Yeah, I think I think we've said it a few times on here and I just, um, I don't know, like it doesn't, it doesn't really make a lot of sense to, I guess, the average punter. And, you know, we're not, we're not involved at a, at a professional level in terms of coaching and that sort of thing. So, you know, potentially there's something at play there behind the scenes or there's a football reason. I'm not too sure, but I mean, I look at just, you know, pure, um, I guess, form for, uh, for lack of a better term. And he's had an assist last week and grabbed two goals this week. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think that that's start worthy, especially for a player who's already proven that he can cut it at obviously the A-League level. He is an A-League player. Yeah. So it makes no sense to me to not have him. Yeah. Uh, so, Corica, please take notice. Please, I hope he was there watching, mm. uh, or at least watching on telly or something like that. But, yeah, look, little Corey Holman, Jake's younger brother, he gets three points of the player ratings. He gets out, you know, the, the equivalent SFCU votes for the game. And what is he, like 16? He's a baby up against mm. you know, adults, players probably upwards of you know twice his age. So it's it's huge. 
what Jimmy Van Weeren is doing with these boys at the moment. I no doubt he'd be frustrated that, you know, they could be could have been 12 from 12 points this season, but they're, they're the only undefeated team just sitting behind Arpia. Arpia, who's had mm. three wins and a loss. Um, so congratulations to the boys. They're going great guns at the moment, and uh, we'll preview their match. Just after we... Um, Wipe away the tears <laughs> from, the, from the weekend's grand final. Um, yeah. Jules, have you ever been involved in something like that where you finished the season first and, and then had it all taken away from you or, or maybe you finished fourth and you, you snatched it? Yeah. I've, I've had the latter. I've had um, creep into a top six on the last day with a win and three other results around the grounds going our way and then winning the grand final. Um, so that's about as smash and grab as I think yeah. you can get, um, which well, I mean, it's an amazing feeling because <laughs> you just, you just overcome you know, everything. You've had to play the longest season out of everybody, mm-hmm. but at the same time, it's, it's, it, you can't help but feel, obviously you don't feel like that when you're on the other team, but it's just, yeah, it's, it's football is such a cruel game when, and it's so evident when you watch a game like, or, you know, you've watched the season unfold like it has in the A-League women's and, and even if you hadn't watched the season and you're watching that game and you're just thinking, surely, this this team that's you know dressed in sky blue is gonna is, is gonna win this game because yeah. they just completely dominated it. But yeah, it's a, she's a, she's a cruel bitch football um, at times cruel, and um, and cruel mistress. Yes, so um, yeah, it sucks. Like you can understand if the girls played terrible and just didn't show up, much like our For men sure. didn't show up on Friday night. But they showed up and were really good. Like from the whistle, um, mm. you know, there was two clearances off the line. Um, mm. you know, and then and Remy's had a shot, and then you know when you know, you, you as a team have played well when the opposition goalkeeper gets the player of the match. In case, yeah, you, uh, you know, yeah. that's a good, that's a very, very good indicator. Yeah. Um, but look, so we, we went down. It was Courtney then getting an equaliser again. Tall, lanky. Uh, Charlie Rule getting a head up above the, uh, the players there from a corner, uh, knocking it. Casey Dumont saved, but then uh, Courtney knocked it in, knocked the scraps in. And I thought from there, I'm like, oh my God, this is Melbourne City from a couple of weeks ago. Mm. It'll be like history repeating itself. If they can come back from that kind of adversity, surely. And I'm sure they, they would have had that belief um, knowing what happened two weeks ago. But yeah, you know, 20 shots to seven, they just. The, the refereeing was absolutely disgraceful, but I don't want to go down that rabbit hole. The only thing I would say that the girls were guilty of is maybe in the first half, maybe not testing Casey Dumont enough. Yeah. Um, and, and it's cagey. But it's just, you know, it comes down to taking your chances and they got two chances and, and, and put them away. Um, mm. Just got to be clinical in those big moments. But... Their two goals didn't come from open play, from this wonderful combination down left and right or playing through the middle. It was, it was, it was our fault of not clearing our lines, and then they just they pounced on it, and and that was it. And 
Mm. Absolutely heartbreak. And to do it against the same team two years in a row, you're like, fuck that. Yeah, especially the team that obviously it is. I mean, that that probably hurts a little bit more being victory. And, um, yeah, it's, it's, they'd have to be getting a, a, you know, we've talked about this team breaking records and doing this and doing that. They're, they're, they're probably uh, well and truly broken a record in terms of most grand final appearances and and the least amount of wins, um, unfortunately, as well. So it it sucks and it's certainly not what what is deserved for for a team that, you know, on the balance of the season and again, this you know, I'm a bit of a purist when it comes to 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 these type of things as a football person. Um, for me, the true champions are the team that finished first past the post. And, um, you know, in this country, I love the final series. I love that, you know, we, we have that sort of that culture and it, it brings its own little excitement. But this is when we see from a football perspective, the negative side of it, where you know, a team that has been the most dominant throughout the season is not rewarded by being crowned champions. Um, and not recognised in, in all due respect mm. to our girls. And anybody who has been a premier um, in mm. the past, no one remembers who raised the premier's plate. They'll just yeah. remember, you know, who raised the the what do you call it, the, the championship trophy. Um, yeah. yeah, yeah. There needs to be a nickname for the A League women's one. They need to make it make it more unique. Because I mean, yeah. the toilet seat, it's well, you know, it's just lovely. I love calling it the toilet seat. Yeah, maybe like a tiara, or maybe that's a bit too girly. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. There's, 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 there are, there is blue, there is sky blue haired feminists right now that are about to get, knock on your door. Yeah, we get and... the pitchforks out. That's <laughs> it. Bring it on, I'm ready. Uh, <laughs> Look at this. John has been off the podcast one week and it's descended into chaos. That's it. Well, I'm toxic masculinity right there on display. <laughs> Sorry. Um, <laughs> Yeah, oh, look, towards the end, the girls were pumping it long, hoping for something to come off it. But victory just sat deeper and and, and squashed any of that. Yeah, um, they scrapped it. They scrapped away, and yeah. they, they did. They did defend very resolute. Um, so, yeah, yeah it, it's an absolute it's shame that they can't get the recognition they deserve. But we, but we're incredibly proud of them. Mm. Um, they were exceptional season, and look, glass half full. They'll they'll take this as extra ammunition, as as extra fuel for the fire in their belly, to then rock up next season. Um, well, we'll start later this year, um, and then hopefully go six grand finals in a row and third times a charm, and and then mm. rise raise that that you know magic tiara or whatever the trophy is going to be called when we get around to naming it. So <laughs> look, well done girls. Shame we didn't cap yeah, well the way we wanted it to, but incredibly proud and had an absolute, it's probably, I dare say probably the, the best women's side we've had. And we've had some massive names yep. in the sky blues Jersey from the likes of Sam Kerr and Alana Kennedy and Caitlin Ford and, and the like. So uh, Kaya Simon to name a few. So uh, anyway, all right, Jules, kick me off with some previews, please. Previews. We've got two big games this week. Uh, and like we said, two pretty much must win or mm. must get a result or a point out of these two. So the first one, first cap off the rank, is tomorrow night, MacArthur Bulls, Wednesday, 7.05 kickoff at Cogra. 
brave men and women and children going to that game, especially with the weather at the moment. So already, yeah, I know it's ridiculous, isn't it? Um, so we've had a one nil loss and a and a resounding three nil win. I think we've we we put that alongside the 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 other massive result we got the other week against Western United as being our two top performances of the season. Um, predicted lineup. I'm gonna I'm gonna handball this over to you because I know you love a lineup. Love a lineup. Um, I looked uh, when we when Jono and I and Andrew were sitting there on Sunday. Bratsy came up the stands. I'm like, oh, it's Bratsy. Look at that. Mm. Guy. And then moments later, it was Alfie. And then third cab off the rank, they, they walked up and sat up in the in grandstands behind us was, was Ryan. And we're like, hang on, shouldn't he be over in Saudi Arabia? <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So they've released several of our A-League players. So um, we'll, we'll see Redders back in goals. We'll see Ryan there, Talbot, Wilco. And I'd like to see Wallen get mm. a start this week or this at least on Wednesday night. Mm. Um, just the way Donicky, you know, people have been more critical of him and for longer than I have, but I think Wall and fair enough him. now. Yeah, and fair enough now. I'm finally on the bandwagon. I've defended him a little bit too much, but I'd like to see him get a start along Wilco um, on Wednesday night. In the middle, of course, we'll see Retre. He's got the nudes. Um, <laughs> it, just, it just seems to me like... Other players get rotated for various reasons and get left out of the squad like a Paddy Wood. Mm. Um, you know, get rotated because they've got a game as well this weekend and things like that or, or, or because of form. But it just seems like he's just immune to all of that. And, like, regard, maybe what might help to bring it out of him is, like, bench him for a game, you know, sit him out, make him mm. work to get that position back. Don't feel like he just owns that real estate. So... I, ideally, I would love to see an Amini Burgess or, um, sorry, I'll take that. Oh, Burgess would be great, but an Amini Yazbek uh-huh. duo in the middle. Yeah. I would love to see that. Will we see it? Not too sure. Probably not. Um, but uh, yeah, re- realistically, I don't know. Just to, on, to tie up that point. You've got three midfielders there that can play at a at a deeper lying sort of six role that we play. Um, you got three players there, and two of them, for me, are you know, head and shoulders above what Retro can deliver. That's not saying Retro is a shit player by any stretch. I'm just saying that. I mean, you can objectively you cannot say Amini and Yazbek are not better players than Retro. Right Retro is a good option, but they're just better options. And yep. we want to have our best 11 on the field. We have to. <laughs> yeah, we have to. Especially we have to. Yeah. Especially so. we've got two derbies. Like, that's it's a big week and it's probably not being promoted enough online, but no. um, I digress. But I'd love to see Mini and Yazbek. Ahead of them, Karaka came out today with his little press conference to say, and understandably so, Ninko's a little bit still underdone with his hammy. Mm. So they want to... Sit him out, which is fair enough. Totally understand. Yep. And then, so he's sweet to go for this Saturday's game against the the scum. Yep. So it'll be a, a Burgess. I suspect it'll be a Burgess AC ten. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever they want to call it, and then I think they'll persist with Luciano and and Alfie starting up top. I think 
it's time to have the conversation about Alfie now. Mm. I think he just seems a bit dejected and getting a little bit, you know, you know, whingy and annoyed. It's like, understandably, you're a striker. You just want to, you just want to score. You just want to play. You want to, you just want to be effective for your team. I get it. But it's now starting. I feel like, and, you know, if you're saying something different, let me know. But it feels like it's almost creeping into his uh, sort of uh, you know, work rate a little bit. That might be a bit bit cruel to say, but I feel like he's not – He's because he's a little bit frustrated, he's not working as hard as what he would normally do. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's a natural sort of reaction. You're frustrated. So, he's just frustrated. Uh, yeah, think yeah. Maybe uh, – I hate to say this – maybe taking it out a little bit and starting to show towards his teammates a bit. I know some people have noticed that. Yeah. I've read stuff online. I like Twitter most of the time, some of the time. But <laughs> so if, 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 you know, you're the coach there, Jules, and you say, all right, maybe like we saw with Bobo and how are you maybe having him start on the bench, just kind yep. of took a bit of pressure off him and just said, okay, that last 20 or so minutes of the game, you can own that when, Mm. Typically, the field's a bit more open. Players are tired, tired, yep. more tired. Who would you slot beside him? You haven't got an Elvis, of course. So, who would I slot beside uh, next to Luciano? Yeah. You say, yeah, Patrick Wood. It's no brainer. It's just not even, not even a question, especially with his form. Um, it just makes sense to me. Especially, it's perfect because if you are talking about wanting to wear down an opponent, get him turning, getting the center back. So, you know, just the back line in general turning around, um, play it into the pockets and wide areas, get the nines to make those wide runs for the, with the tens coming inside. And then bring on an Alfie, bring on a Bobo when they are, you know, the, the back line is basically on their last legs and they're going to have more room to be able to, to do what they need to do and get on the ball. Um, in dangerous areas and have more space because they're going to be naturally a bit tired and you're probably going to play them a little bit more different to what you would, you know, you wouldn't play in Wood the same way you would play in Bobo, obviously, just different players. So I don't know. That's what I would do. Nothing's been an an assist merchant in years gone by in the Eredivisie. Mm. So now to him to, to look to play to Pat Wood's strengths, and, and have Pat Wood run off him. Luciano draws mm. in a couple of players to then to release Patty. That would be a yeah. lethal combination. Uh, obviously, mm, if, if it happened, it'd take time to grow. But And then imagine them playing for 70-odd minutes and then, you know, Karaka calls some subs and then he subs on Bobo and Alfie. And if yeah. you're a defender or, you know, defenders, you'd be thinking, oh, shit, you know. Yeah. Right. <laughs> just some, these these yeah. likes now coming on. So Exactly. But I think... Unfortunately, we're not in that role. Um, I think you'd probably lean towards maybe starting Costa up front or something like that. Or oh, yeah. Maybe, I, I, maybe even Trent yeah. to a lesser degree, but yeah. I, I still think we'll see Alfie there and um, hopefully something will come off it and, and mm-hmm. Alfie can finally get the goal. Um, yeah. and that just might help. I th- was it earlier this season or last season where he hadn't scored for a while? It was down at Cogra at the Cove end. And he was just so relieved. I think it was this season because he hadn't scored in the first three or four games and he scored finally the fourth or fifth. And normally he would 
run to the corner flag and do that kind of thing. And he was just relieved to finally bag a goal. I can see that yeah. being the case. But bench-wise, uh, you'll have your Conor O'Toole's, probably Benny Wallen if, if he doesn't start. I'd love to see like a Sagic back on the bench uh, and Kacharski give the little fella a run. So it'd be nice if they could start to, I don't know, blood some of the younger players. But yeah, how do, how do you see this game going in terms of result, Jules? Um, balls are like kind of a mixed bag at the moment. That's mm. just really, they're really weird. So in and out of form. It's, they're kind of like us, except they've, they had great form at the start of the season. So they're in a much better spot. I, it's just so fucking hard with yeah, how inconsistent we are yeah. as well. Um, I look, gut feel, I think we are going to probably lose this one. That's my gut feel. I just don't feel good. I don't feel good about it. Um, I think we're getting some players back. But is that going to disrupt things more? Is that going to make us better? I think it's more like it's it's sort of almost got to the point where the players are going to start to think, you know, that pressure is going to come. It's like, all right, well, we got to win this game. And then when that pressure comes in, it's hard. Look, they're, they're one point ahead of us on 25, but they've got one game more than us in a mm. better or marginally marginally oh no we've got a better four against them then mm, interesting so mm. this, is a, this is a big game in the in the huge yeah whole what's the word i'm looking for for the whole thing of our season so uh, regardless of them being derby rivals or whatever you want to call them this is massive if we don't take mm. three points um kiss the season goodbye i dare say because uh, that will then open up a gap on on fifth and six and then we've got wellington central coast Mm. And even with Newcastle winning on the week on Friday against us, now you know the papers are then coming out and saying, you yeah, know, Newcastle making a run for the finals. Um, the only good thing about Newcastle beating us on the weekend is that that have pushed Wanderers down to tenth. But speaking of the Wanderers, Jules, yes, we play the Grubs on April second. So this Saturday, kick off seven forty-five at Cogger again, another home game. Yeah, it was going to be the SCG, but. I'm, I'm glad it's been moved to Cogra. Yeah, I'm Less also glad. Papers. Yeah, but I'm also glad that this is you know going to be the last derby at Cogra. Yeah. Um, which is you know, it's good unless we play them in a in a you know final series. Which you know, let's be real, both the both the sides will probably not make it. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it's a it, we've had some pretty shitty results over the last few years against them. It just feels like we haven't turned up the way we should for derbies. Um, so I really, really would love to see us take this by the scruff neck and it may be just our consolation game this year. And I don't want to go through a season of not winning a derby. So, yeah. I know. Like, it was a good first game against them at the start of the season. Hmm. I was like, okay. Hmm. This is going to be promising, um, but then last game we just didn't show up, and we got our pants pulled down. And um, what's his name? Margarine. What's his name? <laughs> Marger. 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 <laughs> Your friend in the fridge. Um, just just carved us up, and it was just 
and, and just seeing Bimbi over on the side just mm. doing little to nothing. Yeah, so we, we to do it at home on, uh, in one of our – in the last derby at Cogra, um, in one of our last games at Cogra, um, it's, it's a must win for the season. If the boys can't get revved up for this derby mm. in the context of our season – um, in the half a dozen games that would be left at that point. Um, yeah, it, it's just an absolute must win on all sorts of levels. So mm. lineup-wise, um, Ninko should be back. Um, it's short turnaround from Wednesday night to Saturday, Thursday, Friday, two, three days from the next mm. game. Our depth at the moment, it'll be interesting, maybe... Yeah. It's if hard. Yeah, if yeah. we're in a good position against the Bulls and we might be up, maybe we could get some of the, you know, starting 11 fellas to come off, have a rest to then get them, you know, in, 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 a, in a good way for the game on the weekend. But um, if, if they're fit enough and fine enough after the game and there's no injuries, um, I'd be willing to start um, the same 11 whichever gets trawled out on the weekend. Because there's really no other options when you think about it. It's not like mm. like if you rest Ryan, do you then put – no, but it's you a... would rest Ryan, actually. I'm an idiot. I shouldn't say that. No, uh, but it, it's also it's also you don't want to be – you know, it's not a game that you want to be tinkering too much with younger players coming in. Um, you know, this is probably the only game where I wouldn't be, like, yelling from the rooftops, trust the youth, so mm. to speak, because – you know, these games, you need experienced heads at yeah. times. A little spark from a youngster off the bench, no problem. But yeah. these games are very much almost like a mind game in of, in of itself. So, yeah, it's. I definitely think we need to roll out a very steady sort of 11 when it comes to the derby. Um, and, um, yeah, part of that though, part of that steady 11 has to be, for me, the key, which is Yazbek has to start mm. for that energy in midfield to counteract the energy that we're, you know, and the buzz that, you know, I don't rate him that highly, but Bacchus can be a problem at times. And I feel like if we don't counteract that with somebody who can actually match those energy levels, we're, we're going to lose the midfield battle again. Yeah, you, you should see a little bit of rotation change from Wednesday to Saturday. So, if you see, I, I dare say he'll start Retre both games. So it might be like Retre Yasbek on Wednesday and then Retre Amini mm. on the weekend or something like that. I would not be surprised. Um, then uh, then ahead of them, you know, you might have like Burgess and AC start on Wednesday night, but then you might have AC and um, Costa. Because Costa, oh, yeah. Costa, what did he start that derby again? I think he did, yeah. Started that derby against them a little while ago. You have Minko back as well, yeah. hopefully, with the being rested tomorrow. So that'll be good. I think that that's actually a quite a clever move from Corica to not play Minko on Wednesday. He's, yeah, he's just not going to be as effective, obviously, either game if you play in both. So, yeah. Um, results wise, oh God, ask, ask me on Saturday morning. I don't know. Like, my heart saying uh, like a, just a nice, somewhat nice, scrappy one nil win, just, mm. um, just to get that monkey off our back in terms of finally getting a win and three points against them. 
and hopefully see a really pump and I hope I would love to see a TIFO um, come Saturday mm. night. That'd be wonderful. I think that would really help to pump up and just create that theater and that atmosphere. But um, I, I'm going to say, well, do we have two goals within us? If we, if, if Woods in the side, we do. Yeah. All right. I'm going to say, I'm going to say, well, I'll say a loss against MacArthur, but a 2 1 win against Wanderers. I will go the exact same. I had that in my mind that I, I feel like it's almost echoing the, the same energy of, you know, Shane Smeltz, 92nd, 93rd minute ball out from Dimitrovic, just bounces into the box, lethal volume mm. into the top right hand corner. And just absolute scenes and limbs going everywhere. That's what I want to say. So then at least come Sunday morning or, or next time we, we jump on the pod next week, we can at least say, hey, we didn't get six points from that last past week, but hey, at least we beat the Wanderers. So Yeah, yeah. and at least and at least my marriage is still intact for another for another week, which is great. So that's good. Good on yeah. <laughs> um, and let's just quick I'll just quickly wrap it up. Um these boys are going great guns. The girls were going great guns. These boys have, have stepped in their place. Um, the MPL boys are playing the Sado Sharks down at Seymour Shore, 3.30, uh, April 2nd on Sunday. Um, look, I really encourage the anyone just to get out and watch these boys as often as you can, even if it's just once or twice a season. Um, you're able to see some youngsters coming through. They really just play a, they, they play the Sydney FC ways, Jules, but they remind me of like what Ante has said to his girls and said to Courtney, where it's like, you know, express yourself, you know, be creative. Mm. Um, so, you know, they'll play out from the back and do all those little one percenters really well. But as soon as they start to push into the opposition's defensive third, you know, they go off script and just just play what's in front of them. And it's really exhilarating to watch, um, really end-to-end stuff. And it's just, you know. So get down and watch the, the boys. Um, Southern Sharks, I can't, how they, I can't remember. I know that oh, I should know this. Let me check. Let me do this on the fly, Jules. NPL and Stubby, how they're going this season. I think they're going uh, all right. They're yeah, I thought, I thought they were going all right. Yeah. There was Southern. There you go. Two wins, two losses. So they're mm. traveling all mm. the time. That's pretty decent to start the season. You wouldn't be too unhappy with that. 3 2 win over Mount Druid, who are pretty fucking ordinary this season. From the last, <laughs> they've had four and three losses. Um, they do have one of my favorite players because he's an old Olympic boy for many years jason madonis in their side um so jason madonis yeah um so yeah i i'm gonna reckon the boys will get the thing going i reckon they'll get a win over these guys i reckon they'll Mm. shake off the use the disappointment of two weeks in a row not being able to close out a game and conceding in the in the very seconds last minutes of the game and and get a and get a two nil win so um, yeah, back the young fellas. Yeah, Patrick Wood with a couple of goals as well after his disappointment of not playing in the derby. So yeah, he'll yeah. take his frustration out on out on the Southo boys <laughs> down the Shire. Um, Jules, thanks for joining me tonight. As always, absolute pleasure. That's been the week that was in Sky Blue stories, albeit a very dejecting one. Um, the guys losing on Friday night. When you think we we should have won that. Um, and then, mm. more importantly, just the devastation of not walking away with a, a what would have been the inaugural season of the A League women's. Yeah. Um, but uh, girls, 
you're the best team. This, yes, I'm salty. Yes, I'm looking at you through rose-coloured glasses, but you are by far and large head and shoulders above every other team this season, and you were the best team this season. You are the champions. Yeah. Um, good luck to those girls going on to Matilda's duties and, and national team duties. Um, let's hope the Socceroos get a win. Is that tomorrow morning, Joe? No. Wednesday. Yeah, I think it's I think tomorrow it, morning at four o'clock or something like yeah. that. So, yeah. um, who cares? <laughs> oh, we're, 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 we're fucked. We're fucked anyway. Who gives a shit? Arnie out. Okay. <laughs> nah, nah. But seriously, <laughs> seriously, though, seriously though, we are all jokes aside. We are we are stuffed. Um, I mean, we're just we're just not gonna make a World Cup, but that's okay. That's okay. We'll we'll, we'll hey, come it, back better. It, Italy can't. So well, that's that's the thing. That's that, like that puts it into perspective, doesn't it? It really does. I was talking to a few people about that, but hey, look, as long as they make twenty twenty six, because I want to go to that World Cup. So whoever the soccer is coach, Arnie, Where is it in twenty twenty six? Oh, Mexico, Canada, and America. Oh, they're doing that central north again. Yeah. So that's that's one hundred percent got to get to that. But yeah, whoever the coach is, whether it be Arnie, Popovich, please God, no, please, Bielsa. definitely no. Bielsa, Bielsa would be amazing. Uh, oh. But look, I'm I'm getting on board the Canadian train uh, for this year's World Cup. Um, yeah, good on them. Thirty six years. Well yeah. done. Yeah, well done, Canada. Um, but. Guys, get out there tonight when you're listening to this pod. Get out to them. I'm fortunately not going to be able to make it. I've got my team's first Wednesday night weekly soccer season. Although I don't think we'll be playing this weekend anyway. Um, and then I'll see you all at the Derby on Saturday night. Thank you again for listening. Enjoy your week. Stay dry as best as you can and get out there and support the boys this coming week. Peace.